Welcome to the Avi Unfiltered Podcast. I am Avishai L, Certified Holistic Health Coach, Certified Raw Food Educator, and Lifestyle Expert. I have worked with clients all over throughout my years of health coaching. I have helped people lose weight without dieting, reverse disease, and find their paths in life. I now work with women all over, gain their energy back, get rid of their stress, drop those pounds through nutrition without sacrificing their food favorites and their authenticity. There's a few things you should know about me. I am blunt as fuck. I don't adhere to societal norms. I don't have a rigid corporate mindset. And well, I don't give a fuck. You shouldn't give a fuck either. I'm not a vanilla daisy with a side of fluff. And this is the most unfiltered holistic health and wellness podcast. I will be interviewing top holistic health and wellness experts, spiritual healers, and discussing all health and wellness topics. I mean, I could sit here and talk about broccoli and its antioxidants and how it is a cruciferous vegetable or cinnamon and how its chemical constituent cinnamaldehyde has an effect on metabolism, but we are taking it a step further. You are going to be immersed in all things health, the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual aspects, your relationships, personal, interpersonal, and interdependent. We are going to completely overhaul your life for the better. Each week, we are pushing the envelope of what normal is. This is a judgment-free zone. Vanilla daisies and fluff muffins be gone. Grab your nutrient-dense donuts, your pizza with cheese, made from nutritional yeast and other goodness and a green juice because it's going to be just that juicy make sure you are subscribed to the avian filtered podcast and you share these episodes with a friend or two or more everyone who could benefit from this podcast this holistic health wellness lifestyle and everything podcast in today's episode called positive parenting i have a special guest that is going to share her tips on how to be a positive parent without the stress without the anxiety how you can still maintain a relationship with your spouse in the midst of having children how to speak to your children to get a positive response out of them no matter what age they are and how you can truly truly be the best parent you can possibly be. So stay tuned. She'll be on in a sec. I am here with business trainer and coach, as well as a parenting and couples coach slash counselor. How exciting. She helps women become happy moms with a positive home and balanced work life. She helps dads be fulfilled in their parenting roles, as well as helping them manage their team at work. She helps couples find their spark and resolve their issues. She helps single people grow a loving relationship with themselves to feel fulfilled in their life. She helps people achieve success in their companies as an international business trainer and coach. She's a firm believer of the happy wife, happy life saying, I love it. For her, that means you should work on having a happy home to have a successful career, even if you are a stay-at-home mom because mom's taking care of the home is a career as well. It also means we as partners should work together to create a happy home for the benefit of all sides, whether that's parents, children, and careers. You can find her at Coaching Mother and All. She is a mom of three, all, 
hence the name Mother and All that is in between. Please welcome Malva Gazowski to the Avium Filtered Podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness, thank you so very much for having me. I'm super excited to be here, to be honest, and to be able to connect both with you on a deeper level as well as with uh, connecting with your listeners. So hi, everyone. Hi, say hi to Malva. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I was super excited to do this interview. I said she's full of energy, full of life, and it's just uh, always fun talking with her. So, so Malva, what made you want to coach parents? Uh, you know what? I have gotten my master's in family counseling. It's a shame to say, but almost 16 years ago. And I've always wanted to work with, with couples uh, for a long time. But because my, my career had taken me in a different way, that is when I became first a, a business, an international business trainer and coach. But then I kept getting information from the people that were around me asking questions, you know, what do you do with this? What do you do with that? Because of my educational background and um, the loads of empathy that I have, I kept helping these people all the time. Uh, in my surrounding. And then I realized that, you know, couples are one thing, but they start to crumble and they sometimes go through difficult periods, especially when children start playing a role in their lives. So the pregnancy, birth, and, and then the children. So when they're young and then toddlers and then school children, and then a very big thing happens with the empty nest syndrome, where again, children play a role because they leave. Okay, so couples again find themselves trying to discover each other. And so I felt that the common denominator with everything that I was doing was children. So that's why I decided, okay, I can't just, you know, counsel couples without having that child aspect in there as well. Not only because everyone has children, because that's not true, but everyone is a child. So parenting, co parenting coaching in this situation also helps me to elevate some of the, let's say, misconceptions, guilt, or um, issues that people themselves have in their adult life because of the way they were parented, right? So again, it's parenting that comes into play. That is why I said, you know what, parenting coach is something that I am at the core and everything else is additional to what I do. I think that's amazing that you said that you're basically, you're parenting the parents because we're all children at the end of the day. We have our inner child and, you know, we've been raised a certain way. I love that. Now, I wanted to go back because you said something very interesting. Now you said, and, and I wouldn't be ashamed of that. You said 16 years ago, that's what you got your master's in. What happened between that time? Like, when did you when did you start? Like, what year was that? And why was there a long break in between? Okay, so I got two masters, two bachelors, and two postgraduate degrees in the meantime. <laughs> so I've been in the teaching industry where I've been teaching people all around the world for twenty years, and I've been doing my parenting coaches for parenting coaching for ten years. So it took me six years to grow into this role as a person myself to be able to give others um, the value that I can say that I now expertise in because you know a, a girl fresh out of university a lot of parents who are in their 30s or 40s will say you know what do you know little girl right so 
I didn't really want to um, grow as a parenting coach when I did not have any experience myself. I always keep saying that, you know what, when I was younger, I had a million and two theories about parenting. And then I had three kids and I have zero theories. Okay. So <laughs> this is exactly what happens. Some of the psychological aspects of um, neurodevelopment or child development, they work, but there are times where you can't just say, okay, this is how it's supposed to work. Child, why aren't you working? Our children are not robots. So, you know, I became a parenting coach more actively when I, when I was able to take all the theories that I learned and put them into practice by raising my friend's children, by raising my own children, and by raising my family's children, which really helped me to say, okay, this is a theory and it only works in certain situations. This is a theory that I can throw in the garbage and a mesh of these two theories will give me an ideal result with the parents that I work with. So that is why it took me a while to grow into this, um, this role. That's great that you took your time, you did your own research. You, it, I find that application of knowledge is super important with learning. So you took yeah. that, you had your own children, you raised other children, you said, this is what works and this is what don't. So you applied what you learned, which is great. Yeah. That's why I always say, you know, you got to do what you preach. If you don't, there's no authenticity. And I, you have that again with, with your line of work. You keep saying, you know, you got to be your authentic self or it doesn't stick. The same is something that I apply with my parents. You've got to be your authentic self or it's not going to work, no matter what tools you are going to uh, learn from someone else. And I'm laughing because I'm like, children will always be your teachers too. They'll know if you're faking it. <laughs> yes. So first and foremost, children are not only our teachers, like you said, but they're our testers, okay? They test our teaching. And, you know, I always say, don't worry if your children are listening to you or not. You should be super worried that they're watching you, okay? Uh -huh. So what you say and what you do as a parent can sometimes be two different things. They're watching and they're not going to listen to what you say, but they're going to copy what you do. Absolutely. That's the absolute truth. It's hilarious because I've been around children. I've seen it. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> They're smart. They're very smart. Very smart. Very smart. So how long have you been coaching parents? Has it been over 20 years, 15 years? So I've been uh, coaching parents for a little over 10 years and I've been coaching business people and being an international trainer for over 20 years now. That's amazing. That is amazing. What joys, what joys do you have of coaching that you've had? Like what wins, what big wins have you seen during those 10 years in your career? As a parenting coach? Yeah. Okay. So as a parenting coach, the biggest wins that I have are the people that come to me and say, you know what? I can't stop staring at your children. I'm in awe how well behaved they are. And it's not that they're stressed, but they've got this free spirit in them, which, which I love. So a lot of people give me feedback on my own parenting. Um, uh, I'm going to say styles and ways, which is the biggest win because a mom, you can't, you have to be proud of your children and not only have to, but I actually am. And the second thing is, you know, little wins are big wins for me. Meaning if I help a, a parent with one issue and they see the results, this is the best thing that can happen. I keep saying to all the parents that I, that I work with that time will fly, time will pass, and your parenting styles will change, but it's not what kind of parent you are, 
but what kind of relationship you're going to build with your child at the end of the day, at the end of their, let's say, small child role, and what your children will remember of you. So I can be a parent and have zero contact with my child because of all of the hardships and blow-ups. Is that the parent I want to be? Or do I want to be a parent that my child always knows that home is home and mommy is going to cuddle you and daddy is always someone that's got your back? So this is the type of parent that if you have that, this is the biggest win you're going to get. And I'm happy to help people get to that, making sure that there is a bond, a connection, and let's resolve the issues when they arise. Because with children, if you scream at your children, if you're not good to your children as a parent because um, you're yelling or God forbid hitting or whatever, whatever is happening, the child doesn't stop loving you. The child stops loving themselves because mm. they think they're not worthy of your love. Okay. So my biggest win is when a child says, I love you, mommy. My mommy is the best and I can hear it at the playground, even though their mommies are not there. So that is the biggest parenting win that your children are speaking well of you, highly of you when you're not listening as a mom or dad. That's amazing. Now you talk about connecting with children and the importance of that. Do you work with people who can't connect with their children? Like if they have, um, post-traumatic, you know, stress disorder or something, uh, what is it? Post, yeah, when, when, when they birth the baby and they feel a disconnection. Yeah, so I work with moms with their, with their baby blues, should they have any, and with dads as well, because the moment you give birth, that is a, a very um, big, let's say, volcano of hormones and, and emotions that is ha happening in our body and depends on how our body metabolizes that that we are either happy to have a baby or we know we should be, but something's not working. So um, just like with, like with your food, you know that certain foods are good for a type of body and the same food is not good for a different type of body because of allergies, because of lack of uh, good metabolization and the digestive system is just not working. Well, that's the same thing. So our bodies metabolize hormones differently, like oxytocin, for example. Some parents, some, some moms, for example, cry their hearts out because of um, the high level of oxytocin and then they get depressed. Others, instead of getting depressed, get a uh, an overwhelming feeling of love towards their their child. They get I always call it the, the the caddy syndrome. So the moment you say something bad or not the best about their child, that's when the the claws come out. So that would be me. That would be me. Yeah, exactly. That's what oxytocin does. So that is I'm not going to say good or bad, but that is exactly those, those hormonal imbalances or balance balances in our body that create that. And I work with moms. Not because I'm a psychiatrist that I will give you medication to, to level that. No, rather on the psychological aspect that I explain to them, that doesn't make you any less of a good mom, okay? It just means you're fine. You just need to let your body regulate what happened with giving birth. So again, I'm not going to tell the, the, the parents that I work with, you know, pop a pill because this is not my level of expertise. That's why we're family doctors come into play, but I'm going to help them emotionally and intellectually grasp the concept and work through those emotions in order to be able to connect at the end of the day when the hormones settle down. That's amazing. And yeah, like you mentioned, what I do, certain foods can definitely help with that as well. And their yeah. di your diet plays a role through pregnancy oh, too. Definitely. I, you know what? I am so um, 
surprised and it's sometimes mind-boggling the things that people say that pregnant women should and shouldn't eat and they're, they're so conflicted as to, okay, well, one doctor says a glass of wine is good, and, and then other people say, I, 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 it's not, I, what am I supposed to do? Or I'm allowed to eat, eat shrimp at one part of the world when I'm pregnant, and the other part of the world, they're saying, absolutely not. I'm allowed to eat raw vegetables, and then another part of the world saying, absolutely not. So, you know, like women get conflicting information, and they just don't know what to do. So having, um, let's say, a cooperation between people and to give the parents valuable knowledge is going to help them uh, in today's world because we have access to a lot of content, free content, amazing content, but we just don't know how to sift between what is right for us and what is not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So as, as a parent, what are some things that can potentially cause you stress and overwhelm? Me personally or generally yeah. as parents? You, pers you personally and generally what you've seen. Uh, okay, so generally what I've seen is a lot of parents don't take time to listen, okay? Very often they, um, I'm going to use a very big word, but they disrespect their children by not listening to them because children are small, they, sh they shouldn't have an opinion, they shouldn't have any right in this house, that's why we hear, under my roof, you're not going to do this and this. And, you know, saying, saying that phrase kind of shows the child you're not wanted here, Mm -hmm. this is not your roof, then how come is it's not my roof? I thought this was my room. I thought this was our house. I thought we were a family. And then all of a sudden they hear something like that. And I'm not blaming the parents that utter these words. I'm blaming the society in the past because these are generational changes and generational patterns that need to be changed to understand what had happened in the past and why it's not good because of all of the scientific research that had been done. For example, um, still now in, in Europe, where, where I sometimes travel, I can see parents hitting children. And I think, oh my goodness, you know, the psychological damage and the, the neuroscience research that have been done, what happens to inside the brain, the sometimes irreversible changes for a child that was being hit all the way to their last day on earth, that change is going to stay in there. Like I want parents to know this is not how we're supposed to behave. This is disrespectful. So these are one of the things that I know that some parents are struggling with, how to, how to remove the patterns that I have been raised in or have seen in my surroundings to implement patterns that are positive and to have a loving relationship with, with, uh, with the one's child. Now, to answer that question personally, the thing that I struggle most with um, as a mom myself, so I, I run two businesses and I have three kids. So on, uh, on two continents, to be honest. So that is a lot for one person. And one of the things that I struggle with and I always laugh with my husband is, you know, I'm a passionate kind of girl. So when I start doing something, I love it so very dearly. And I really devote a lot of my time to it. And I struggle with stopping myself and saying, okay, stop. Now you need to step back and fill, I say bucket, but I'll explain why in a sec, fill the bucket of something else. Okay. So I believe that um, there are buckets and everyone has a bucket so you have a power bucket you have an emotional bucket you have a relationship bucket you have a me time bucket you have a children's bucket and you have um your your work bucket as well and you have to make sure in order to 
um, fill those buckets because they, they leak, they are empty. So you need to devote the time to fill each bucket. And if you only concentrate on work and leave the rest of the buckets empty, you're not going to have any balance in your life. So that's why I mean I, when I say I need to stop, okay, I need to tend to my other buckets, whatever they, they may be, in order to uh, create uh, harmony and balance in my life. So that's my biggest struggle and to stop my passion from, you know, channeling into one thing and I need to, you know, take a back step and say, okay, let's do something else now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it can be easy to do that. Definitely. So what are tips that you have to lessen the stress and overwhelm for parents? What tips? What tips? Okay. So firstly, you are perfect the way you are. Okay. So you are exactly what your child needs. Nothing more. Okay, so that this is the one thing that I want parents to know because parents sometimes stress that, well, I don't have a perfect body, so I can't be the perfect stepford wife. Okay, I don't have a perfect career, so I'm not satisfied with being just a mom, or um, my kids are not behaving the way they should, and then they start kind of going into this negative spiral of thinking, which can be never ending. So I try to tell parents, you know what, stop where you are. You are exactly what your child needs, makeup or no makeup, brushed hair or not. The child doesn't want a Barbie doll. The child doesn't want a perfect mom. The child just wants a mom that loves them no matter what. Okay, the same goes with your partner. Your partner doesn't expect you to, I don't know, do all the laundry and do all the dishes and do all the, the, the uh, homework with your children. Your partner would actually prefer to have dirty laundry and a happy wife when he or she, when, when he or she come home, okay, to get a cuddle and a kiss because the laundry can wait. It's not going to run away, but that partner can if, you're, if he, you don't, um, don't, uh, let's say, give them the love that they deserve and vice versa, okay? So if you are a working mom or a working dad, one of the things that when you struggle with, um, make sure that you don't take out your frustration that you got elsewhere on your kids or on your partner, whoever he or she may be. Very often we find, or I find businessmen who come to me and they're very successful at work, but they're not balanced emotionally because of all that stress. And then they come home and they were kind of tamed at work. So they couldn't yell at their boss. They couldn't yell at their peers. They couldn't yell at their subordinates. And then they come home and they take all that frustration out on their kids and, and, and uh, partner. And that is something that I want to tell these people, you know what, respect everyone, no matter the place. So respect your coworkers, respect your friends, and respect your, ch your children and your partner. Now think about it. If your best friend left an umbrella at your house for the third time in a row this week because it was raining, do you run after them and say, how many times do I have to tell you not to forget your umbrella? No. no. You, say, you say, hi, John, got this for you. Then how come when your child throws the blanket on the floor, you, they hear, how many times do I have to tell you not to? Okay, so... Again, when I say respect all fields, make sure that you use nice and kind communication to every single person. And that way, this will give you like an inner balance so you don't get worked up by yourself. Absolutely. I, I think that's so, so true. I've been working with children for many years myself, even from being in high school. And really, we learn to get down on their level when you're speaking to them, treat them like they're actual people. 
you know, because they are. And I, I learn the most from children. I really, really do. I don't have children of my own, nor do I have a partner. But I said, after listening with you, I said, I wish she could coach me, be, even though I don't have it, but I'd want you to coach me because I, I love, you know, I love, absolutely love what you do. I was like, well, where's, where's my partner and my children so I could, so she could. They're be there, there, okay? <laughs> Just kind of put the vibrations out there. They're there. Anybody who's single and is worth my beautiful Avi, you know, give her a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, okay, so. How can parents actually create a happy home for themselves and the children? Uh, the simplest answer is love. And I'm not talking about the, the love that we hear in fairy tales. Love conquers all, no matter what. If you love me, you know, everything is fine. No, that's not the type of love that is uh, relatable. Okay. So one of the grandest love stories of our lives is Romeo and Juliet. But when we dissect that, they were both 12 years old or around 11, 12. They both died because of miscommunication. He thought she was dead and she thought he was dead. So they both killed themselves. Okay. Do, is this a love story that we want? No. Okay, okay. No. So when I say love, I mean, communicate, use one of the things that we have as people these, we are the only animals in the world that have such a complex, you know, uh, vocabulary and language, so to speak. So you make sure we use it. Your partner is go not a mind reader. So when he or she sees that something is off and, they, and he asks, what's going on? And you say, oh, nothing. Okay. Then he's going to take it as is, which is nothing. And then in your head, you get worked up that, oh my goodness, he's not asking. I clearly showed him that something's wrong. No, that doesn't work, okay? So again, clear communication. When something is wrong, say, you know what? Something's wrong, I'm not ready to talk about it, but give me a moment to calm down and talk about it. So I know people say, don't use this phrase, use your words, but it is, use your words. If you don't know how, tell him. I don't know how to tell you, but there's something wrong, let's talk about it. And so you can get help with that. That is one thing. And number two, when I say love, love takes work, okay? Not that it has to be hard, but it takes work in the sense of investment, okay? Not only financial, but I'm talking about time, okay? So yes, it's nice to buy your, your partner a, a bouquet of flowers or perfume or whatever, but that if you don't have the loose change, then that is going to be a strain on your budget. But if you take a sheet of paper that you find at the doctor's office and borrow a pen and just draw a flower and say, honey, I couldn't buy you a bouquet of flowers, but these are flowers that I bought for you. That is touching enough. Like, you know, I don't need a dozen roses, but if you just draw me a single rose with a borrowed pen on a sheet of paper, even with the doctor's logo on it, I will hold that dear to my heart. Okay. So again, invest in your loved one. Make sure you show them that you love them no matter who they are man, woman, child, dog, you know, mom or dad, make sure that you invest in those relationships. I, I absolutely love that. It's not about how much funds you have or how much you, you're making. It's about what you can actually offer from a place of love, which is super, super important. Yes. So what tips do you have for parents who may work from home and have children that are ages, I don't know, one, three, and five? Like how can they stay focused on their work and on the children at the same time? Okay, so when you, you are a working parent with a child that is one year old, 
there is no magic answer there, okay? When your child is one years old, he or she needs constant attention because you are trying to keep that child from uh, hurting themselves in, in the house. So this is not a situation where you can put that child in a room, close the door and say, you know what, play with your toys for five minutes because you don't know what's gonna happen. So work around their schedule. A child that is one year old, one years old generally has a nap or two during the, during the day. Make sure that you schedule your meetings then. Or, you know, when my children were one years old, I would wake up earlier and work then. And then when they went to sleep, because they go to sleep quite early, then I had the whole evening to, uh, to work. Or find, um, find a way to juggle the, the responsibilities with your, with your partner. So, honey, I need you to, I don't know, go, home, uh, go to work an hour uh, later so that I can focus on my work. You take care of the baby. So here you know, tending to the baby is the crucial bit. Just make sure that you uh, work around the schedule. And again, give yourself grace. You just did one of the most wonderful things in the whole wide world. You are bringing up a new child into, you brought a new child into this world and you're, you're bringing it up. And these are one of the most, um, significant changes in the child's development in that one year. So this is a job, a full-time job, if not two, all on its own. Um, when it comes to people who have children that are three years of age, children that are three years of age are very smart, okay? So they see what you are doing as a mom and dad, and they will oh. copy and mimic you, okay? So what I did, if I needed to write an email to my friend, I took a sheet of paper, I folded it in half, and I drew a computer for my child, stuck it on a book, and pretended that they had a computer too, and I say, mommy's typing, how about you type as well? That, would, that gave me five minutes and we were pretending to go click, 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 click. Okay, how, can you click? And so your child is able to do that. If you don't, if you have finances, there are certain computers that you can buy for the children, like the little ones. So if you press a cow, the little computer makes a cow noise. So they're like pretend computers. So buy that for your child and see how happy they are. Come on, do you want to help mommy with their work? Yeah, of course. Okay, so you take your computer, I take my computer, 10, 15 minutes, you do something and then you're off. Don't expect your child to sit with you for eight hours because that's not doable, but an email of a maximum of 10, 15 minutes, that's doable. So if you, um, if you invest 10 and 15 minutes for your work every hour and the rest invest in that child, so playing, that child will give you that additional uh, 15 minutes on the hour for you to be able to manage your work. And as for children who are five, year, five years old, children who are five year old uh, very often uh, have a time span of 45 minutes that they're completely fine on their own. So make sure you organize their toys um, strategically. So very often children ha that have an abundancy of toys in their room, they feel that they don't know what to play with because it's just a mess. But if you create corners, so here is a shop corner, here is a doctor's corner, and here is a Lego corner, corner, then they know when you say, how about you play shop right now, or you play restaurant, prepare the shop for me, I will come and be your customer, make sure that you um, remember that mommy doesn't eat meat, so create a carrot cake, or remember that mommy loves her vegetables, so create a plate of vegetables and I'll be right back, and set a timer so they can see how much time they 
they still need for that preparation, you know, jump out of that room, do your, uh, do your work for that half an hour, come back in, and then devote the next 20, 30 minutes to actually uh, say thank you to your child for being patient with you while you needed to work and make sure that you zone in on them. And they will appreciate that very much because they'll treat it as prep time before mommy or daddy special time. Those are amazing, amazing tips. And it sounds like super fun. I'm over here getting baby and children fever. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could help you with that. <laughs> I know, I right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I have it. It'll happen one day. <laughs> so what closing advice do you have for parents and um, children, parents and raising their children? Um, make a decision today. Okay. Is if it's working with me or uh, reading an email or uh, reading some post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever with me or any other parenting coach, if it's purchasing a book or just purchasing a whole package of sessions uh, with me, whatever your budget allows you to make the decision to do that now, because this is just another day that is passing, another day that could be used as a fundament for building a positive relationship with your children. If you don't make that decision today, what's going to change tomorrow? Okay, there, nothing's going to change tomorrow. So mm -hmm. if, you, if you're not going to make the decision today, tomorrow's just another day that's passing instead of a day that will be used for connection as opposed to disconnection. So again, Whatever your uh, situation is, you can find ways to use positive parenting in your role and make sure that you take it one step at a time, okay? It doesn't have to be a revolution in the house, but just one step at a time, one tool at a time. And how can people work with you? Where can they find you to start? Okay, so you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well as my own uh, website. So coaching mother and all with... Uh, periods in between the words on both Facebook and Instagram and coaching mother and all with hyphens between the words.com. You can find me there. Uh, you can find my free content. You can find my pay content. So I have um, just for your customers, I'm going to give them a complimentary uh, session if they want to uh, come and see how it is to work with a parenting coach. So to make sure guys that you say that you're from Avi and your first session is on the house and then make sure and then make sure that um, you know what issues you want to talk about and then we'll dig deep and you can buy packages. And, you know, I have webinars every Wednesday that, again, are free. So no matter the budget, I'm here to help you guys. You can spend a, a million and two dollars on parenting and you can spend zero dollars on parenting and it will still give you the results. And speaking of money, one last thing, a closing thing. Parents in America, on average, when it comes to their education of their children, they spend $44,000 per child, okay? Wow. Do you know that uh, parents on average only spend $400 on parenting? Wow. So parents work and work and work to spend $44,000 on someone else to connect with their children and to teach them as opposed to the parents connecting with their children. So again, you know, have a think of that. Are you really okay with working hard for someone else to raise your child or do you want to connect with them? If you do, positive parenting all the way. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Mabla, for being on the Avi Unfiltered podcast. This was truly helpful. I'll put all your info in the show notes. Definitely take the complimentary session and work with her. If you wanna to pay to work with her, that's even better. <laughs> That's yes. amazing. She's here to help. She's here to help. 
Thank you so very much, Abby, for having me. Thank you guys for listening. I hope I inspired you to, you know, that you are good parents as you are. You have self-gastic children as they are, but if you want to improve the emotional connection, positive parenting with coaching mother and all. Thank you for having me, Abby. You're so welcome. It was a pleasure to have Malva on sharing her tips as a positive parent. She embodies that as she is a positive parent and a great, great mother to her children and a great wife to her husband. If you'd like to work with Malva at all, check her out. Check all her info out in the show notes. Have an unfiltered day and I will see you next week.